Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. On December 19th of 2020, President Trump announced a big protest in D.C. on January 6th urging his supporters to be there will be wild. On January 6th, InfoWars was invited to help bring the crowd to the Capitol building, where Trump would give a speech. To do this, we were formally escorted out of his official speech early. InfoWars was shown a map of the Capitol grounds, with a stage on the backside where we were to lead the crowd to meet President Trump. When we arrived, there was no stage. But there was a false flag being executed by the FBI. Trump never showed. Thank God for Greg Reese. That's all I got to say. Hello, everybody. You are tuned in to the American Journal on InfoWars. I'm Matt Weber, your guest host today. We are headed to break, but we are going to be taking your calls all show long, uh, as the norm is when I host. All right, we will be back soon. 877-789-2539. Again, the number to call in is 877-789-2539. store.com You're listening to the American Journal with your host, Matt Weber. Watch it live right now at band.video. everybody. Matt Weber, your guest host, filling in for Harrison today, maybe tomorrow. Uh, we may have other guest hosts later this week. Ooh, you know what? Watch watch Movie Magic Live. Watch this. Abra. Ah, abracadabra. Boom. There we go. That, uh, That desk light's on now. You can see it at band.video. If you're tuned into the American Journal. We got a couple of quick news hits here for you today before we uh, go out to your phone calls. But uh, anything and everything. And uh, we'll be getting those phone calls coming here soon. First off, let's start the news here. A little bit of China news. 
Skoa, the U.S. would destroy Taiwan's chip plants if China invades, says former Trump official. The United States would destroy Taiwan's highly sophisticated semiconductor technology rather than allow it to be captured by China if ever successfully invaded by the if the if China ever successfully invaded the island, according to Donald Trump's former national security advisor. The United States and its allies are never going to let those factories fall into the Chinese hands, Ambassador Robert O'Brien told me during a conversation airing at the uh, Global Security Forum organized by Sufan Center for Center in Doha, Qatar. The bulk of the world's most advanced microchips are produced in Taiwanese facilities owned by the TSMC. Gaining control of those plants would make China like the new OPEC of silicon chips and would allow them to control the world economy, O'Brien said. Now let's face it, that's never going to happen, okay? Never say never. O'Brien drew a comparison to when Britain chose to destroy France's storied naval fleet after the country surrendered to Nazi Germany, killing over a thousand soldiers in the process. He recounted how Winston Churchill, a noted Francophile, walked into the House of Commons with tears streaming down his face because it was the hardest decision he ever made in the war, but received unanimous applause. The idea of demolishing Taiwan's semiconductor fabs rather than leaving them in Chinese hands has been floated before. In 2021, a popular Army War College paper argued that Taiwan should threaten to sabotage the plants itself in response to an invasion in order to deter Beijing from attacking. Taiwanese officials have said that there's no need, however, because for various reasons, China would not be able to operate the factories after recapturing them. Or after capturing them, I should say. If China ever got a hold of the golden hen, it won't be laying golden eggs. Chen Mingtong, director of Gen- director general of Taiwan's National Security Bureau, said last October. Interesting news. <laughs> Speaking of China, do you want a politically correct life partner? Well, there's now an app for that. China's social credit score system has taken a dark new twist with a bizarre plan to turn around collapsing marriage and birth rates. Sky News contributor Daisy Cousins says Daisy dating apps, on the one hand, can absolutely be terrible for scammers and catfishing, but China's social credit score system uh, is now allowing you to uh, to find a mate based on what you drink, buy, say, and now can determine who you can date. The Chinese Communist Party commissars of Jinan City in the Shandong province are pulling everything they know about 650,000 citizens under their control into one state-controlled singles dating app. The end of that sentence should terrify you into one state-controlled singles dating app. It's called Palm Guixi or Guixi. Should be Guishi. And that's the regional response to Chairman Xi Jinping's order to turn around the nation's collapsing marriage and birth rates. The idea is just so simple and yet so flawed. <laughs> oh, this is terrifying. It's terrifying because you know it's coming here to, uh, to a place near you. A nice little state-controlled dating app where you can date someone that is the same 
political ideology as you. Doesn't that sound great? You can just agree about everything all the time. I read over the weekend that uh, politics is increasingly becoming a make or break for relationships. That was a link on Drudge. Of course, he's got his uh, finger on the pulse of dating and politics. Going further, uh, they want to build comprehensive profiles about eligible young men and women's personalities, habits, preferences, and behaviors, and affiliations. Boil these down to scores, run them through AI, then organize a blind date resulting in an ideal match. Put simply, the Communist Party of China has just got a math problem. This is is, uh, where tech meets you know, arranged marriages, but it's not arranged by your families. No, it's arranged by the state. This is absolutely insane, right? You hear that phrase every once in a while. But uh, (laughs) there were 7.6 million first marriages in 2021. That's 500,000 fewer than the year before and 5 million less than 2013. And marriages are needed to produce future party members. That's not happening. Marriages are needed to produce future humans. But China looks at it as future party members. Guys, remember, when you when you vote with your dollars, when you go out and buy things at the store, make sure that the label says made in China. Do that and you are going to be good. Trust me. Oh boy. Since abandoning its long-standing one-child policy in 2016, national birth rates have plummeted. Only 6.8 children were born for every 1,000 people in 2022. And that's despite Beijing having mandated three children for every household. Yeah, it's mandated that you have three children. Okay. Maybe the mandate is three children max. Maybe I'm interpreting that wrong. While demographics believe that recent birth declines are statistical anomaly, are a statistical anomaly brought about by Beijing's draconian COVID-19 lockdown policies, it underscores long-standing fears for the nation's future. Now the party has renewed its efforts to bring more of the right kinds of people together to generate more marriages and therefore more babies. But that, but it doesn't think that young unmarried party members can work it out for themselves. I've got a great idea. I've got a super great idea right now for China and their declining birth rates. What do we think it is? Do we need to get some people from other countries in the mix? Let's get let's get a little immigration program to China. Let's get immigration to China. That's that's what needs to happen. They need a little replacement migration. That'll be great for China. Let's get this party started. Chairman Xi Jinping's tenure as chief of the Chinese Communist Party wants the role of women within Chinese society to be revisited. The idea of the people's revolution was for gender equality in all things, but she wants to bring back the elements of traditional Confucian philosophy. 
In 2013, during one of his first speeches as national leader, she proclaimed that uh, it was crucial for women to be good wives and mothers and to ensure the healthy growth for the next generation. Ten years later, that idea is being turned into a law. Wouldn't it be great if we were like China? That'd just be amazing. Oh, boy. We've got a couple other news hits for you here, juicy news hits on the other side. Then we'll be uh, taking your calls because this is just way too much fun to talk about. We now have three new- Thank you for kicking it with me this morning. Matt Weber, sitting in for Harrison today. We're taking your calls, and the phone lines are just lighting up. We got Lane, Lindsay, Tim, Tove. Guys, we're going to you next segment. I just wanted to get through a few more pieces of news to round out the bottom of the hour. Where should we start? I was actually just making the famous InfoWars coffee, a little homebrew here in my nice little frog mug, which matches my frog shirt. Pretty great stuff. Pretty great gear. Great way to meet people out in the wild. Have you been banned? Have you been shadow banned on Twitter? Are you not able to communicate freely with fellow info warriors? Well, today you can get yourself some info gear at the infowarstore.com. And when you see someone wearing some info gear, give them some knucks. Say, peace be with you, man. Look them in the eye. Then say hi. Okay. There was a video that I put in the show folder today. The question is, do we go out to the video before I go to the article? You know what? I think we should. I think we're going to go out to this video in like just a few seconds and it's about an elementary teacher. Is this a good elementary teacher or a bad elementary teacher? We'll let you decide here. Uh, You guys good with that video? Let's go to it. Okay. Uh, Okay. We'll we'll be ready to go to that video here in just one second. Uh, this This teacher's tripping. Okay. I don't know if she's a good teacher. Elementary school teacher says confusing kids about gender is the goal. Because you've got to confuse them before you before you tell them the truth here. Let's see if this uh, article is all headline and no substance. Let's roll it. One of my coworkers told me that they were talking to some students in the hallway. And they asked, the students asked the other teacher if I'm a boy or a girl. And the teacher was like, does it matter? The jury doesn't know. The kids and can't tell if their teacher's a boy like, or girl. No, I just, I just can't figure it out. It's just so hard. I can't figure it out. It's just like, that's the goal. That's the goal. To be ambiguous. <laughs> to be a total pat. That is the goal, huh? Okay. All right. New rule. New rule, people. This is Bill Maher's bit that we're ripping off here, the new rule thing. But uh, 
Okay. We played a video of a woman saying that if you've got she, her, if you, if you put your pronouns on your resume or your bio, that people are going to overlook you because they don't want to work with you because you're probably a psycho. Um, yeah. If you've got the bull ring, if you've got the, uh, is this the septum piercing? You got the septum piercing going on. Maybe education's not for you. There's totally a job serving or no, there's, you know what? All right. I'm not even going to rag on people's style. All right. Cause you know what? I, I am the type of person that do you. Okay. But also keep doing you to you. Don't be trying to confuse young people. Now here is where the trans community and I form a very strong alliance. Okay. I am so about this because guess who I hate? Guess who I hate? The H word. It's not transgender people. We don't hate them. Sure, they can be funny. Silly little folks. But it's the TSA. We hate him. Transgender woman posts sobbing selfie in JFK bathroom after claiming female TSA agent punched her in the nuts and left her in extreme pain. It's kind of a kind of a funny thing to read, so we're gonna get into it. A transgender woman claimed that a TSA agent punched her in the testicles and yelled at her for having a uh, Johnson. She called the for the abolition of the airport TSA. I am so with you, girl. Okay, you, me, I hear you, I see you, I feel you. Okay, let's get this TSA abolished. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in 2021, another transgender flyer slammed the transphobe. That's what they should be. The transphobic security administration. That's exactly who they are. They're bad people. We all know it the TSA screenings and called them to remove the gender settings from their scanners. That'd be cool. I'm okay with that. I don't know why the scanners have to be gendered. Maybe it's because people are different thickness in different places. I don't know. A transgender woman has called for dismantling of airport TSA screenings after she claimed an agent punched her in the testicles and yelled at me. How ironic would that be, right? After years of Alex Jones you know, trying to move that boulder up the mountain and then it just takes one. Who would win? Alex Jones and all of his might or one tranny boy? I don't know. Or tra- tranny girl. And you know, but you know what meme I was going for there. Who would win? Who would win? <laughs> that would be, that would be so awesome. You, we would change our tune so quick. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, all I'm saying is that this is an info war and we can use all the people we can get. Okay. If you are out there, if you are uh, a, a, a little Blair White, okay. If, uh, if it hangs right, go with us, right? We're going to help you to abolish that TSA. Okay. Last last little news hit here before we go out to your calls next segment. Progressives across the nation locked out of uh, accounts after CAPTCHA asks 
Select all squares that contain a woman. New Haven, Connecticut, progressives across the nation have found themselves locked out of accounts after CAPTCHA began asking users to identify what squares show a woman. I'm not a biologist, cried local man Louis Fitzgerald. What kind of sick joke is this? Hundreds of thousands of online accounts have quickly become locked as liberals repeatedly failed the test designed to distinguish humans from robots. Thousands of customers have called asking what secret it is to recognizing a woman, said Bank of America executive Lacey Reynolds. I honestly don't know how to explain it in any simpler terms. The good news is they can't withdraw any money, so it's been a real help during the banking crisis. This news comes to you out of the Babylon Bee. Spread it far and wide. It's the beginning of... Watching the American Journal with your host, Matt Weber. Watch live right now at band.video. Okay, folks, we're going at your phone calls, like right now. Okay, by right now, I mean like right after I tell you about a dream that I had. Okay? I had a dream. This is a real dream. And it's not going to make a lot of sense, okay? I'm sorry. This is not one of those fake dream stories. It's a real dream story, okay? Trust me. Now. You're watching the American Journal. You're, you are watching the American Journal, I think. Um, so, <laughs> so I spent the weekend in Mexico, okay? And you know what I really loved about Mexico? Is that they've got... Their act together, okay? They've got their act together and they got off this crippling drug called daylight savings time, okay? It was so nice to fly to Mexico and they were on standard time. I was in sync with nature. I was in harmony with the sun and its phases and the moon. It was amazing. Gay! Maybe a little bit, but speaking of gay, I had this dream that I confronted Marco Rubio and it was through, it was as if I was watching the video where Alex confronts Marco Rubio. I was looking at him in that hall of Congress and I'm not kidding you. I said, Marco, what happened to this bill? Why did it fail? And he said, I don't know. It just failed or something like that. And I said, is it? Do they have compromising info on you, Marco? Do they have the pictures of the foam parties? And then he wa- he started walking away from me as if he didn't know what I was talking about in my dream. And I said, Marco, I'll send you the info. I'll, I'll send it to one of your aides. And he didn't turn back. And I said, Marco, I know you have aides, Marco Rubio, I know you have AIDS. And that's about where I woke up. But I'm, I will never come to you on this program, okay, and not talk about daylight savings time. I hate daylight savings time. You should too. And that should be an issue we should all get behind. Talk to your representative today. Give them a call. It is so easy. You will be on hold for less time than when you call into the American Journal. Seriously, less time. 
All right. Anyways, we're going out to your phone calls. Tim from Seattle, you've been holding. What's going on, Tim? Tim from Seattle, you are on the air. Tim, hold on. Maybe I put you to sleep with that dream story. Lindsay from a place we call downtown. Lindsay, what you got for me? Maybe this is my problem. Maybe I can't hear the callers. Lindsay, just hold on for me. I'm going to try to figure this out. Just hold on. Okay. All right. Guys, uh, for those who've called in. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, oh Lindsay, yeah, I, can, I can, can hear you now. Hear you now. Okay, okay, right on. Right on. There, there we go. That's my bad. There we go. That's my bad. Yeah. 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 Agree with the, uh, the, uh, the national, national agenda. agenda. That, could be, that could be it. 
You know, look, you know? Look, I, look, I, 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 I live, I live, I live in what, what, what is, what is formally, formally the trans capital, capital of the United, United States. States. And, 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 and I can tell you, the trans capital of the United States? Oh, it, oh yeah, 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 sure it is. It is now. It's in Bobert County. Downtown in Bobert County. You know, you know, Lindsay, as a representative of Alaska, live in a whole other state. <laughs> and, and, and do whatever, and do whatever, whatever I, want. I want. But anyway, I, 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 I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you, people actually don't care what you do in your house. In your house. They, care they care when kids get involved, 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 Right, right. Yeah, and if yeah, we're, and if you know, we're, you know, we're going to talk about this, you know, we understand, understand the reason why, why you know, all you know, different types of groups, right, right, want, want to, to appeal, appeal to children, right, because, right, because their, their minds are still open, right, they, right? they're, they're, they're learning, learning and, and, you know, you know, there's, there's a different, different way to go about it, right, rather, rather than stripping for children, children, right, you can totally, you know, you know, win them over and have them not be by just teaching them something called the golden rule. And trying to say, hey, hey, if you don't want to get picked on, if you don't like getting picked on or bullied at school, school, don't pick on other other people and bully them. them. Right, right. Especially especially for immutable immutable aspects. aspects. Right, right. Now, if someone does something silly or dumb, sure, you can tease them. Right, for their actions, right, how they act and behave, because that's something they can change. They've got control over. Right, you can, you know, you know. You can, you can joke, joke around. around. Don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get physical, physical kids. kids. Lindsay, Lindsay, thanks for giving us a call. Alright, more right, calls, on, calls the on the other side. Tim and Seattle, Seattle we'll be going, we'll be going right, right back, back to you. I'm sorry, I'm the man. See you soon. See you soon. Love you, love you. The fight against the New World Order is now the... You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. your phone calls um tim in seattle you've been holding for a while we had a little bit of a an issue on our end it's mostly the people who give us the phone service here blame them but anyways tim from seattle you're on the line what's up matt how's it going it's going pretty good fantastic hey um do you guys ever try to figure out how to get trump back on air Mm, yes because it would be really good to have, because you guys are going to hold the seat to the fire, and the mainstream, I spelled it, I said it right, M-A-I-M, mainstream media mm-hmm. will do whatever they can to keep Trump's talking points, you know, for the normies. So I'm, 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 I'm really hoping that you guys can brainstorm um, either a form of entrapment, and you know, 
sort of gourd him, you know, use his ego against him in order to get him on air so that I know he can start answering the questions. I know what we need to do. What we do you need? need? To, we need to have a public cry, outcry for Trump to transition back into a man, okay? Grow some balls Ooh. and then come what? on InfoWars. Um, that's 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 based. That like is that. based. But something no, like that, 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 you know, that's one of those things. I wondered the same thing uh, as someone who worked here throughout the uh, the Trump administration. Why he never decided he wanted to come back on Infowars, and I think that you know it was for a variety of reasons. But also, I think it's because Trump, you know, figured that he had his base. He's got his base in his pocket, right? And he right. is pandering and and trying to appeal to people who are not in line with our thinking, right? They're not open-minded. They they think that they know the reality of the world and they're fighting facts and information that discredits that, right? So when it comes to that, all vaccines are safe. And if it, if it can be put into a needle and then into your arm it must not be able to harm you whatsoever. Those types of people. Well, we right? all that's know why that Trump. That's wrong. We, we we do know that that's wrong. But there are a lot of people out yeah. there who don't, right? Who think that we have to prevent they, 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 they still trust the government enough. It's it's not like it's it's even like a plot to depopulate you know the world or to give people autism or this and that. It's simply the fact that there are adverse side effects to vaccines. And people need to understand that, that it is, there is a small risk involved whenever you have a vaccine. Now, does the benefit outweigh the risk? In most cases, yes. In some cases, like with vaccines that have never had clinical trials before being rolled out, that use new technology that's experimental. Like, I'm down for experimenting, okay? I'm down for experiments. I'm I'm very pro science. Let me tell you that. I prefer to be part of the control group, right? I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just part of the control group, right? Yeah. How about that? But anyways, Trump Trump thinks that that's an awesome thing to try to appeal to, and and Trump knows that he's got such an uphill battle, right? The fact that even though he's back on social media, his presence is so diminished, right? You know, he will never get a fair shake from the mainstream media again, right? They all consider him dangerous. Reading about, you know, his comments about this this jury case over the weekend, Reuters wrote that his rhetoric was dangerous and insightful. It's inflammatory. Well, That's everybody's is, rhetoric, right? Wow. Okay. Anyways. Well, my point is... is my point is is that Trump needs Infowars more than you guys are willing to acknowledge it at this point. He needed Infowars back in the day. He knows he needs it now. He thinks he has you guys all broke back because he's the only one that can possibly save America. And that quite possibly might be the case. And it, it seems as if it's a little bit of uh, an orchestrated uh, dilemma. You know, kind of, sort of. It, sure. It no, no, no. Hey, I, I, I'll, I'll so tell you right bad. now. Anybody who says they're the only hope for America, anybody who believes that, that, though, is a lie. That's a lie. Correct. Lie. But that the is thing a lie. about it is, is the InfoWars has the zeitgeist. It has the power to hold the feet to the fire. So you guys can put Trump in his place, 
by making sure that he hears the correct words and in the correct tone. Don't act as if he's the emperor. Act as if he's a candidate. Sure, right? sure. Give still him a candidate. Just give him a fair shake. Well, we've interview. given him a fair shake. We've given him a million fair shakes. That's not the point. We keep going back to the fact that we think that Trump is our champion no matter what he's done, wrong or right. So it's time to uh, end the confusion and get him to get on, you know, say it, say it for the world to know so that we are no longer in this mysterious void of, well, Trump didn't know and Trump was tricked. You know, it's time for real journalists to ask him real questions. And I think that best place is on InfoWars. And you should probably do it with Robert Barnes and Alex Jones in a, in a, in a panel. You know, so that we have some actual conversation because I do want a leader. And if Trump wants to be my leader, he's going to have to be my leader. And I think I speak for a lot of Americans when I talk about this. I mean, honestly, I think at this point, too, Trump would probably have to pay to come back on. I mean, you know, we'd charge him. I'd charge him. I'd say, Trump, you can come on. Man. It's going to be like <laughs> 10 grand, bro. Um, God, why sell yourselves out, man? You should ask for at least a cool 10 mil. Yeah, that's what I'm you, thinking. You won him the last election. You made him relevant. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Gave Trump I've victory. looked at, so uh, we got YouTube reports. You know, Alex Alex is the man, you know, and um, uh, when, you know, 2016, 2017, you know, you take a look at, at why people uh, were so scared of Alex, right? Why they were looking for an excuse to kick him off. I mean, he was so good to them. Um, Alex, you know, had been demonetized for a little while, and then he became a huge, a huge cost for YouTube. But uh, his show, they would give us metrics, and their metrics. Alex was so popular on YouTube that uh, his content was uh, consumed per month hundreds of millions of hours that's the the magnitude of of how how much his show was watched hundreds of millions of hours consumed every month on youtube the and, champions uh, of humanity at this point yeah, yeah leaders yeah. of the free world yeah alex alex definitely put trump you know in the zone and you know it's a shame that that trump never really wanted to come back on or i think for for a small period of time you know, Trump did want to come back on with Alex, but Alex understood that he was kind of a pariah. You know, he Alex understands that that Trump had an agenda, right? But now that Trump's not a president, Trump should definitely come back on just to talk about things because I think Alex would be the guy to ask the right questions. I mean, I can't see, I can't foresee an interview with Trump and Alex that's that's unfiltered, you know, where there's no pre-agreements or anything like that. And Alex does not ask Trump about the vaccine. I think Trump is scared about that. I think well, he that, should be, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, is that you know, uh, Alex can put anybody over the top, and in acting like the pariah was probably good for you guys in 2016 because, but everybody knows that you're right, so you guys should act like the champions that you are, because you are champions. You guys have a good day. God bless. Sure. Hey, Tim. Thanks for giving us a call. Really did appreciate that. That was, uh, was that? pretty good. Tobin, Ontario. Um, I would read what you want to call in about, but I'm going to take your call anyway. So what's up? Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, have you ever heard of Rents Radio? Like Tom Rents? 
No, Jeff Renz. Jeff Renz, that's who it is. Sorry. I was thinking of Tom Renz, the attorney, but yes, Jeff Renz, guy with the mustache. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know who Jeff is. Is he, um, yeah, is he super against I, Alex I still? I don't know. I, he kind of keeps it underground. Like, I listen to you guys till. Well, I live in uh, Eastern Time, speaking of time zones. Yep. Uh, so I listen, I start listening at 9 a.m. with Harrison and then all the way to Owen. And then from 9 to midnight, I listen to him. So I'm conspiracy all the time. Mm. Anyway, I just put it, brought him up because I think you kind of got his vibe. You're really smooth, kind of. Oh, thanks. Like he is. I don't know if he'd take that as a compliment. I don't know if there's a big rivalry still between him and Alex. I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, when, anyway, I, uh, when I first started working here in 2015, um, I was aware of who Jeff Jeff Rentz was. Um, I listened to him a little bit, um, but understood that, yeah, him and Alex, you know, are rivals a little bit, I guess. I don't know if Alex sees it that way, but either way, uh, Toe, stay there. We'll, we'll get another one. I've got some good news. Answer. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarsStore.com. Back out to Tove. Tove, uh, I have read what you wanted to call about. Uh, you feel vindicated after the Greg Reese report, the one that we played at the beginning of the show that I do hope that everybody goes out and watches. Um, I downloaded it right before the show, and I can't remember the title, but we're going to put it on screen. If you go to Greg Reese's band.video page, you will see that video report about what you can do, okay? That that report was super inspiring and super uplifting because it reminds people that Trump is not the savior. Trump is not the savior. You, you can prevent for, only you can prevent forest fires. Only you can prevent forest fires politically, right? There is a raging forest fire politically going on we need you to help put it out to cultivate the land, make something. Tove, what's going on? Okay, so you got that message. That was why I originally called in. If you would have listened to, which I'm sure you did, Harrison's show, I think it was Thursday or Friday, and there was a caller from Colorado, and 
I don't want to fault him or anything. His name was Clayton. And he was calling out all us Trump bashers. That's why I feel vindicated, because there's no reason to put all your eggs in one basket for one reason. And number two, I don't see how us as Canadians, you as Americans, are going to vote your way out of a voting problem. It's like gambling yourself out of a gambling problem. You saw in 2020 that how you got the election stolen. Then again in uh, January of that year with the Georgia runoff, and then finally with the 22 midterms. So, so voting isn't the way. Well, actually, voting is the way, um, and you need to vote in the right elections. That's the number one thing. Okay. Uh, the deal is, is that I, I don't think that there is, and here's where we get into sticky situations. Do I think it's, it's, um, it's right to question the integrity of elections at the national level where we see suspicious activity and where, uh, investigations into those elections have gone nowhere. And because they don't go any, because they're dismissed by judges who don't think that there is a merit without looking into, uh, you know, the claims, right, before before doing serious investigations into, you know, why a bunch of ballots showed up past. There are literally like a thousand things. Just Google it, okay? Um, but, but, I just caught myself using Google as a verb. Uh, makes me sick to my stomach. Um, but... What I would say is that there is not a grand conspiracy on a national scale to keep patriots out of office, okay? What you need to do is you need to go vote in your local elections. Soros understands this. Don't let Soros beat you at the ballot box. George Soros knows that it's more cost-effective to try and bankroll elections at the local level. And what do I mean like that? He's not buying off election officials, right? He's simply just pumping money into his candidates at the local level so that they can put up advertisements and yard signs and things like that so that people who do turn out for local elections who may be low information or only vote solid ticket, you know, just straight down the straight down the line, straight ticket, those people will vote for his candidates because there's name recognition right? There's a perception of viability. So what I'm getting at is that we need to turn out to local elections. That's how we start winning. When you start winning at the local level, then you get good people involved in politics, right? Then it becomes popular to be, to, to have integrity, right? Then you start getting more, you know, pe people with higher integrity in politics at higher, higher levels. I'll explain more on the other side. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Matt Weber. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, we're talking to Tove in Ontario, and I'm just going to explain myself. Uh, if you left off with us about 70 seconds ago, I was telling people that um, when you start winning at the local level, it becomes popular for people with integrity to get involved with politics, you know, on the right side. We've got a perception problem, 
right? And um, we, we've also got uh, an ignorance problem, right, as to how – and I'm, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, right? I understand that people have a thousand other things to do, right, between putting your family first, putting God first, right, between paying the bills, going to work, doing all the things that are made purposefully confusing by the people who run that type of scheme, right, finance, investing, things like that. They, they try to make it as complex as possible to, so that you will defer authority to, to other people. Anyways, I get that politics is kind of a back burner. Let's talk about how um, people go about becoming vote counters, right? A lot of times they're volunteers, but in or- they don't just take any volunteers. It's not like you can just be a homeless dude, but I want to count votes. Okay, we got you, right? No, that's not how it works. And a lot of, every state's different. But from my experience in the states that I have been politically involved, politically active in, right, they take people who are already involved with political parties. Um, typically, these are people who are local chairs of, you know, their their chapter or their um, their uh, their caucus or you know their their local area, right? Their their district, right? They, they're a Democratic chair. They're a, a Republican chair, right? These people, right, typically are great people. Right. But they are people and people can have biases. Right. Biases. And I do think that by and large, a lot of people were willing to look the other way for some of these ballots that came in in the mail. Right. For two reasons. Number one, they were super sick of Trump. They hated that guy and they didn't really necessarily know how much they hated him. They just knew that they hated hearing about him on the news 24 seven. 24-7. The second reason is because they probably assumed that the ballots were coming in were genuine and authentic and not, you know, part of a scheme because the people counting the votes, there's no way if you're running a hustling scheme of doing ballots, you're even trying to recruit people who are counting ballots, right? The people counting the ballots are outside, right? It's, it's as if you're running a scheme, you're going to compartmentalize the people counting the ballots from the people who are doing the, the nefarious things by, by manufacturing the ballots, right? Those two people never mix, right? That way you have plausible deniability if you're caught and it doesn't throw out a race that you tried to rig. Okay, so what I'm getting at is that when you start voting the right way, when we get patriots organized and uh, get them voting candidates in office, right, then people who are on the sidelines who typically would go out and vote, but they've been disenchanted, if you will, with with politics as as it stands. They believe that it's rigged. So why even vote? Right. That's a huge thing in this country. Right. Is is understanding that there are people who would vote, who have the ability and the capacity to vote. Right. But they don't do it because they don't believe in the system. They believe it's it's not working. Right. And there are ad campaigns during uh, during politics. Right. During political uh, campaigns. Right. That go out and try to dissuade people from voting. (laughs) It's a real thing. And I'm just telling you. That, that's how I see it. You know, when you start getting a little momentum, people start turning out, right? When Trump won, you know, think about how many MAGA hats there were post-election, post-2016 election, before pre-election, right? There were a lot of people who were underground, right, who hated Hillary so much they decided, why not, right? Why not punch the ticket for him? Why not pull the lever for him, right? That's the way I see it. So... That being the case, uh, let's go out to our next caller, Simon. 
in Florida. Simon, you've called in about Israel, and you're saying that they're on the edge of civil war. Tell us a little bit more about Israel. Tell them that it is um, really, really kicking off in the state of Israel. Um, the defense minister has been summarily dismissed uh, whilst his chief of staff was actually in the United States. The former head of the Israeli Air Force has stated that the prime minister of Israel has declared civil war on the nation. Um, at about two hours' notice, 700,000 people approximately were called out to demonstrations all across the country. And they finally cleared them in the early hours of the morning in Tel Aviv for the use of riot police, um, horses and water cannons. Um, the Prime Minister was due to give a speech on the situation this morning that's now been delayed and is currently scheduled to occur in about one hour. It'll be 6 p.m. is ready time there, um, um, seven hours, eight hours ahead, eight, eight hours ahead of, um, of New York time. And um, the situation is extremely tense because he has some um, very conservative members of his coalition government who are threatening to resign, which would bring down the government and potentially cause um, yet another round of elections. And they've also called for all of their supporters to go out onto the streets and counter demonstration fully armed um, tonight. So um, the, the cause of this has been great ructions that have been causing protests um, for several weeks now, though nothing on this scale or this level of ferocity, trying to um, get the government to give up on its judicial reforms, um, which have many, many aspects. Um, the Prime Minister's under investigation for corruption. They wanted him to accuse himself, and even his own Attorney General was asking for that. Um, that failed, and um, the High Court of Israel rejected legal pleadings to force him to recuse himself. Is this so, the same I mean, corruption that, is, that the same corruption probe that Netanyahu faced uh, about it starting about yeah, a year ago, two years ago? Years ago, but, but there's but there's really there's really um, four issues. So um, another um, member called Ari Derry of the Shaz party, he was prevented from taking up a cabinet post because um, he had convictions. But they're trying to change the law on that so that the High Court can't prohibit elected officials from actually taking up positions that they're offered by the Prime Minister. That also looks likely to go through. The other one is on whether or not the Supreme Court can be overruled, um, not only by a um, simple majority... So there's 121 seats in the um, Israeli parliament. And there, there was a suggestion that the Supreme Court could only be overruled by a supermajority, like a constitutional amendment. And they said, um, no, that it should just be a simple majority, so 61 out of 120. And it's now been amended further, such that even if some people abstain, it could be, say, 50 against 40, if 50 yes. 40 no and 30 just voting present so that the Supreme Court could be overturned in a decision in Israel even if less than half the parliamentarians actually vote yes. 
And that's what's been incredibly contentious because it would potentially allow even a minority government to repeatedly overrule the Supreme Court on matters of um, of human rights and citizenship and, and basic law. Yes, so, yes. Um, we've had num- uh, Air Force reservists refuse to turn up for duty. Their cybersecurity unit, um, 100 of them, refused to serve. Um, there was a letter written by a large number of reserve officers saying that they wouldn't uh, respond to a call for duty in the current situations, and they called that the um, coalition government was essentially trying to execute a, uh, a coup, a coup d'etat. And this is on the back of um, very widespread condemnation of actions of the finance minister and also of the national security minister. And ironically, it's the national security minister who controls the Israeli police forces that has asked his supporters go out into the street fully armed tonight. All right, Simon, stay there. We're going to ask you on the other side real quickly. Is this political rhetoric or how close to an actual civil war that we are? We're Ladies in? and gentlemen, we have a new toothpaste that my dad, a retired dentist and oral surgeon, developed. Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste that just came into stock. And I got to tell you, I got samples of this months ago, and it is amazing. The way it makes your gums feel, what it does to your mouth is insane. We know turmeric is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and does such great things for the body. Then you add that with tea tree oil and a bunch of other essential oils. It is just dynamite. It is so good to detox and attack inflammation in your mouth. I want to challenge everybody to try the new toothpaste at InfoWarsStore.com. Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste. And while you're at it, check out the new Ashwagandha line of products. We have Ashwagandha with black pepper extract for your libido, your testosterone in pill form. And we have the pure Ashwagandha root gummies as well, now available at InfoWarsStore.com. They're amazing products and they fund the InfoWar. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. We are back on the American Journal, 877-789-2539. That's the number you can call whenever you hear 
callers hang up to get on in. Got full phone lines right now. We're going back out to Simon. We left off before the break talking about the Israeli conflict, their politics, and I asked Simon, is this all political rhetoric? Could this be political rhetoric that's inflammatory or how close to an actual civil war do we think we're going to get? Simon, uh, can you give us a little more insight into that? Certainly. So um, there's compromise solutions being proposed for a couple of weeks, and in particular by the president of Israel, who acts in a like non-executive ceremonial position. And um, they so far have been rejected. Um, those proposals are being represented with the suggestion that um, a essentially a national constitutional convention is formed under the chairmanship of the president and that all the um, legislative steps are delayed until after the Israeli National Independence Day, which is in the middle of April. So that essentially would give a a two- or three-week breathing period during which negotiations could occur. But um, because they've got a small majority and they don't want to see people peeled off, the um, extreme um, right and religious parties are pushing very, very hard, having waited many years to try and get these kind of proposals in place and also to um, push through more settlement activity in the West Bank. They, they feel that this is their, their one and only chance. And so the, the finance minister who yesterday had previously indicated that he was willing to go along with a pool and some of the other members of the Likid party who had said that they would follow the prime minister's direction have all kind of like firmed up overnight. And they're all saying now that um, this matter must be dealt with and pushed through the parliament this week. There's currently 100,000 people, according to police estimates, which tend to be on the low side, as we all know, um, currently in um, the square outside the Israeli parliament, the Knesset. So just to put that in perspective, that's um, over 1% of the population. So that's like 4 million people turning up in Washington, D.C. Mm. So that gives you an idea of the scope of the protest. Now, that's only one side. That's the side of the people who are against the judicial changes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as and the other side have called for their supporters to come out tonight. So the goal was to at least match the numbers of the um, people opposing the reforms. And so in that case, you would have the equivalent of 8 million Americans contending over a serious constitutional issue in the streets of Washington, D.C. for, for a comparison. If only, so, if only we could ever see that day. Right, to see people I, I, I peacefully understand. protesting. But, but yes, and, keep going. And I, I understand. And so, obviously, if that was indeed your dream of large-scale peaceful protests, then that would be all well and good. But now that one side has asked for their supporters specifically to go fully armed, then obviously there's, there's a great potential for violence where, you know, running a countdown to the Prime Minister's speech that really is needed to announced something that hopefully would um, diffuse the situation, but it remains to be seen as to whether or not that will actually occur. So, it, it, you know, in terms of your question as to whether or not things could actually kick off, I have personally been hearing rumours for several days now of um, 
units within brigades actually splitting up, going down to company level, and companies describing themselves as pro and anti-reform and them and up, which is an extremely serious situation. The Israeli chief of staff had to give an address that unusually, um, for a ceremony that ostensibly was welcoming uh, a new batch of national service members, um, but was actually televised on local media, saying to them that their role was not only to defend the nation, but to hold the nation together with the armed forces remaining apolitical. So that just goes to show you the extent of concern that people have about the military splitting. And indeed, all um, exercises and drills were cancelled on Friday and Saturday. And the commanding, the unit, individual unit commanding officers were told to not order, but to basically hold um, sessions much like they would have done when you had uh, Haganah, the, the, the predecessor to the um, uh, Israeli Defence Forces when it was just a militia, mm. um, when they acted on very um, communitarian basis, almost like a democracy within the military, to try and make sure that... Um, that People wouldn't, um, you know, leave bases with their weapons, right. and so forth. So, I mean, you can, you can see that um, three of the previous prime ministers have given public statements in the last twenty-four hours, saying that this is the greatest existential threat that the state of Israel faces, going back to the Yom Kippur War in nineteen seventy-three when they were caught um, very unprepared by a large-scale um, Arab international attack. Mm. And they only survived that by America flying in um, extra weapons and arms round the clock in a way similar that America did in the Berlin Airlift of 1948. So for them to be making comparisons like that, and that um, Barack Do you Bennett... See- do you see any obvious consequences geopolitically um, should Israel enter into a serious civil war conflict? What do you? What do well, you? Yeah, because they would be. Continue. Yeah, sure. You say yeah. yes. Uh, obviously, there's there's two things. What um, one is is the fear of the existing government attacking um, Iran or Syria simply in order to unify the armed forces to an external threat and to bring in unquestioning American um, support. So Mm. so there's a fear that that, that they may do a a classic kind of wag-the-dog scenario. The other concern that members of the um, general staff are expressing is that if um, reservists are refusing to do their, um, their, their duty weekends or their duty months, then that um, disrupts the rotational cycle. And as soon as that starts happening, then you lose um, unit cohesion, which is already highly jeopardized if individual companies within battalions and brigades are identifying themselves as them and us and pro-reform and anti-reform. So at that point, it would make them additionally vulnerable um, to either coordinated terrorist attacks on, on three fronts, so the West Bank, Gaza, and um, the um, Israeli-Lebanese border, or potentially a, a state, an interstate attack, um, which personally I think 
unlikely, but that's certainly a fear that they're using to try and control the, the disparate um, factions within within society. We're headed to a break here. Simon, we'll get one more word from you on the other side. This is super interesting. We'll be back. The fight against the New World Order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. Spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now, we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste and so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Matt Weber. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, we're taking your calls here on The American Journal. We are wrapping up with Simon in Florida talking about the consequences of a civil war in Israel. Simon, uh, you were cut off by the break. Go ahead and uh, wrap wrap up with us about any potential consequences you think might result from a civil war in Israel, especially at this time when China has started to foster a relationship with Iran and Saudi Arabia. Right. So your observation there is extremely well made, and um, you obviously read my mind. That was exactly what I was going to come on to. But very much as I always try and do, how does this affect Americans' point of view? So um, America currently has 800 um, troops in Syria in three bases. And even before the tensions really escalated in Israel, um, two of those bases were attacked by um, Iranian-backed militia um, within Syria. And then, obviously, the um, the president ordered the Air Force to respond, and there were U.S. Air Force strikes on um, those opposition um, bases within Syria that um, it's estimated killed 19 people. Now, the Iranians have reacted to that very strongly, and they've now moved artillery all the way along the border between Iran and Iraq, not to attack the Iraqi government, but to attack the bases where there are both Kurdish, Israeli and American forces stationed within northern Iraq. So that has a potential immediately spread the situation, um, the spread the situation there. Now, America has been trying to take, and they have taken some of the American Middle East reserves of ammunition that were stored in Israel. They've asked the Israeli government if they will spare them more of the Israeli stockpiles in order to give all of this stuff to Ukraine. 
um, any more ammunition supplies from um, America from Israel. I read this morning that America estimates are that Americans think that we're 13 years behind manufacturing ammunition. Well, so that just, is, a, that just a little assumes, perspective. Yeah, that, that assumes that you don't use um, the National Industrial Act um, and basically put part of the American economy on a wartime footing. If you look at how fast the um, shipbuilders, the aircraft builders, and the truck and car manufacturers adjusted their um, manufacturing lines in World War II. That was actually done very, very fast. And um, while many of these um, munitions manufacturers like Raytheon and and all those other types of firms um, are now working double shifts and weekends, you know, the the problem is is they've got to try and find trained staff because it's all gone very, very high-tech nowadays for, like, precision munitions. So but the whole of Europe is now proposing to do that. They've now said that they're going to um, put another three and a half. They, they put a billion in, then another billion in for ammunition. This is literally just in the last couple of days. Now they're talking about raising another 3.5 billion. And this is all for just not weapons, but munitions mm. for Ukraine. So we're seeing quite a big escalation from from NATO on the Ukraine side. But obviously this does cause potential problems. I, I have to say the entire region is, is, is a tinned box. Um, Azerbaijan have violated the Russian brokered ceasefire with Armenia and the Russians have called them out on that and the Iranians have declared a red line if they move any further into the Armenian controlled areas. So, you know, Iran's potentially facing a two-front war. America's potentially facing a four-front war if you consider um, Taiwan, Ukraine, um, you know, North Korea and Iran. It, it's really, really um, very serious times. And the, the Western mainstream media have just pulled up this weekend. You saw Tucker Carlson, for example, talking about the Saudi-Iran deal. Mm-hmm. He was talking about that on, on Saturday, right? The Saturday was, what, the 25th? That deal happened on the 10th. He was literally 15 days behind. And and most of the other media are saying, oh, it's no big deal and nothing may come of it. And they said that they'd do this over two months and we bet it won't happen over two months. But now not only has it been announced that the president of Iran is going to visit the king of Saudi Arabia, but then after that, he's going straight to Bahrain. So that's taken everyone completely by surprise. Mm. And the shuttle diplomacy that is occurring within the Middle East is happening at an absolutely frantic pace. I mean, it's quite extraordinary. And at the same time, the Gulf Cooperation Council has called upon, on uh, Friday, for the American administration to criticize Israel because their finance minister was denying that Palestinians were even a race of people and that they shouldn't have a country. So, You've got the Arab world saying, we want you to control these people. And no matter what the Biden administration might try and do in order to placate its erstwhile allies who appear to be changing sides to Russia, Iran and China, they now don't even know who to talk to within the Israeli government because the whole thing may be on the process of disintegrating. It's an extremely complex and very serious situation. 
It is. And, you know, I find myself looking back at World War II history and wondering, wow, you know, how how couldn't they see this being a huge issue with all these alliances, you know, and all of these treaties that these countries had? You know, it really uh, it really blows my mind. And I, I think it's a it's a fallacy, right, that we think it, it is very easy to slip into this trap of thinking that um, older generations were of less capable minds. Right. And that uh, that was their folly. Right. And that we are more capable now because perhaps, you know, the material world around us is in many ways more advanced. And uh, that's just not the case. I think, you know, when we look back um, in history, let's say even a decade from now, just looking at how quickly these alliances have formed and uh, what that means is really going to be pretty shocking, pretty scary. Simon, thank you for giving us a call as always. We are going to uh, we're going to move on here to a couple other callers. Um, we've got Lane in Texas. Lane, you've been on hold here for quite a while. Uh, what did you want to talk about this morning? Hey, Matt. Uh, what I wanted to do is, is, and it's nice to follow up, Simon, but um, basically just talk about what the West is facing because it's a real... It's a real good illustration of what's going on in Israel with what a lot of our issues are. Um, you've got, you know, on one side, you've got the far left political party in Israel, and therefore the diversity and inclusion of, you know, the strange Baphomet God, you know, that feet don't touch the ground, you know, it's spoken of in Israel. And a lot of what we're going to do is we're going to demystify the superstition of that power that that idol has. Mm. And then on the other side, You've got like, you know, the seven sons of Skava, uh, Skava himself being the eighth, right? Uh, seven sons of one Skava. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I am naive to this. What are the seven sons of Skava? What does that come from? <laughs> so seven sons of Skava are in Acts, and they, um, they, they were sons of one Skava who was a high priest who was sent to a man at Ephesus to exercise the evil spirit that he was possessed with. Mm. And what they did is they, they invoked the name of Christ and of Paul. Um, and the evil spirit essentially spoke, and he said, you know, I know who Christ is, I know who Paul is, but I don't know who you are. So it, it was a, basically a reference to the unknown agnostic, you know, God's altar, you know, that Paul also preached in the matter of material, materialistic atomism, mm. uh, the pyramid scheme of unknown gods, you know, the fairy tales, things like that. Uh, he overcame them, and they basically, their clothes were torn off, and they fled, you know, naked and overcome. Lane, go ahead and uh, stand by for us. We'll touch back with you here in about four minutes. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. 
the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. We now have three new game-changing products that are in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And one of our best-selling products sold out for over a year that's now back in stock. Our prebiotic does not any introduction to such amazing things for your gut flora, your overall health. What it does is essential. Go read about it at InfoWarsStore.com. And now, the fourth toothpaste designed by my dad, the last two were big hits. This one is really special. It's turmeric concentrate with a bunch of other essential oils and so much more to take your mouth's health to the next level. We also have high-quality ashwagandha root for your libido, your stamina, your testosterone with black pepper extract to accelerate it as a pill. And we have ashwagandha root gummies as well. Very strong, very powerful. Now in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there, experience these great products and others, and fund the InfoWar. The only way we fail is not taking action. God bless you. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com and experience these powerful products for yourself. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, y'all. You're tuning to the American Journal. I'm Matt. Hosting for Harrison, we spent the first half of this hour speaking about international conflicts, geopolitics, and uh, potential civil wars in Israel. Now we're talking about cultural war and what it means in America. Lane in Texas uh, was just talking to us about enlightening us about aspects of acts lane go ahead all right man i appreciate you giving me the time to do this sorry i was kind of rushing there a minute but um so basically these seven these seven of eight sons one one scape of the father had seven sons they're representative of kings of an earthly kingdom who didn't obey the first commandment to be fruitful and multiply god's kingdom and seek his righteousness first and they thought out to go and do it themselves of their own accord and then this evil spirit they try to exercise overcomes them. And basically what he does is he goes and gives seven more spirits, like God says, more wicked than himself, and returns to establish another set of churches, right? And so as I'm looking into this, you know, what what kind of kind of hits me in the mind is like this Baphomet God has this this, you know, magical horn reproductive organ and, you know, obviously the one, the more notable one, which is representative of the evil eye or the little cornicello, uh, you know, that you'll find, you know, in the Assyrian culture first, um, you know, like, you know, not to be jealous or to give somebody the stink eye. And I start looking, I think, I think about, you know, the diversity inclusion of the LGBTQ plus, uh, you know, the woke culture, which is essentially like a wake ceremony before a final dirt nap if you don't wake up from it. But mm. um, each of the letters, so you've got lesbian, you've got gay, you've got bisexual, you've got transgender, and then you've got queer. 
And so I started thinking about queer. I'm like, well, queer, you know, is also a slang term for gay, but they already got the word gay. And so as I research it, it means questioning. So that's notable to put to add questioning when you already have this uh, assume, uh, assuming by most people that it also means gay. It's not. It means questioning. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and those are five letters. And then you have plus, which is representative of two different other identifications, which is pansexual and two-spirit. And so all together, you essentially have eight letters. If you include the two letters that the plus represents, then the third being the plus, and then the other five letters. With the questioning letter representing the, the agnostic, the unknown God of mediation being the mediator, because if you don't self-identify with the first five letters, well, then they can say, hey, you know what? You actually don't identify with any one of those specifically in marriage, but we can marry you to this new identity, this pansexual identity, and you can go and marry any of those other identities and become a two-spirit in marriage. And so it's an inversion of the way God establishes this church a second time, but according to a more heavenly image, hence, you know, that he goes, you know, in Daniel, that feet don't touch the ground. You know, mm-hmm. the notable one, the pineal gland in between his eyes. And so this one, I'm just, you know, my ultimate aim of this is just to demystify what's going on, because everything the devil does is just an inversion of what God teaches us in the scriptures. And so we're seeing this dichotomy taking place, you know, all over the West. And I mean, this is a call to, to us here in America, to our friends there in Israel, not to meddle in the affairs of the devil, because the devil will cast out the devil, just like the sons of Sceva tried to cast out their own. And that's not our business. You know, the devil's essentially through this woke movement trying to establish a kingdom where, like the angels of heaven, which neither marry nor are given in marriage, you know, it's like a a fornication of that. And and that's what you're seeing in Israel right now. That's what's taking place, you know. Sure. You had the prime minister before Bibi Netanyahu, which, I mean, he gave the whole woke sermon, you know, before he left. And then, like, if you look at uh, Martha's Vineyard, you know, where essentially when you go into Martha's Vineyard, they have the whole woke, you know, the commandments doctrine, you know, on the sign mm-hmm. when you go into the town, which, you know, <laughs> Martha's Vineyard, you know, like the <laughs> like the, the graves of wrath, you know, getting, getting stomped out, but. You know, we're supposed to overcome this in a peaceful way, not with not with violence, because we're multiplying God's kingdom, not our own. God, God's tabernacle is not one, you know, made of dirt. His tabernacle is written on the fleshly hearts of men. And in Israel, there's a there's a concept I wish everybody would look up in Wikipedia called Parhesia, P-A-R-R-H-E-S-I-A. And especially our friends in Israel, they need to reflect upon that because God gave his word his commandment in the wilderness for a reason. So there was no other land to be divided, to be given to lay claim over that commandment. And that commandment was sown in the heart of his people. You know, the land. Can you explain the word for us? So what I'll do is I'll actually, if you, if you'll let me, give me a minute, I'll read to you. Uh, it's Dimas Parhesia. And, uh, so it says the Torah was given over Dimas Parhesia in uh, Markham Helfer, a place belonging to no one. For had it had been given in the land of Israel, they would have they would have had cause to say to the nations of the world, "You have no share in it." Thus was it given Dimas Parhesia in a place belonging to no one. 
let all who wish to receive it come and receive it. And then it gives an explanation. It says, why was the Torah not given in the land of Israel? In order that the peoples of the world should not have an excuse for saying, because it was given in Israel's land, therefore we have not accepted it. And then another reason it gives is to avoid causing dissension among the tribes of Israel. Else one might have said, in my land the Torah was given, and the other might have said, in my land the Torah was given. Therefore the Torah was given in Midbar, which means wilderness, desert, Dimas Parhesia, in a place belonging to no one. To three things the Torah is likened, to the Midbar, to fire, and to water. This is to tell one that just as these three things are free to all who come into the world, so also are the words of the Torah free to all who come into the world. So you've got the far right side, too, which is trying to establish the Noahide law, you know, essentially by force and domination and literally controlling, you know, physical land and property to gain. Well, that's not, that's not the right way to do it either. God's kingdom is a spiritual priestly kingdom written in fashion in the hearts of the men. Uh, and God, there's nothing we could offer God other than that. Like God's, everything's God's. It all belongs to God. We're supposed to sanctify him, his self, alone. And that's it. And, and I mean, you know, I just want to appeal to him today, you know, the people in Israel, you know, not to, not, not to fall for this. I mean, because it's, it's, two, it's two sides of the same bird. Like I said, the devil will cast out the devil. God specifically told us that in the scriptures and demonstrated using examples of how it was done. The devil will be his own undoing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's no no sense in trying to fight the devil, right? You got to, uh, no. you got to fight for yourself, right? You got, to, uh, you got to resist the devil, but we don't have the power to defeat the devil. Only Jesus does. Right. Well, the salvation we seek more than anything is our own. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to, you know, the people that are in the LGBTQ community, I mean, we're God, Christ's body is a body of orphans. We're all castaways. I can't tell you how many churches that I got laughed out of or so-called churches, you know, but you know what? I went to those churches believing that those buildings made of wood and stone establishing their own kingdoms and multiplying themselves under the guise of their own charity were the mediator between God and men. And because I kept getting cast out, God revealed to me that it was his word alone that was the medium. Mm. And, you know, he came and found me in that wilderness, and he established that word in the fleshly table of my heart. And uh, that's what we all share as believers. And, you know, I know out of this movement, this this woke movement, that these people called and chosen by Christ will come out of it. They will be the greatest ministers of the kingdom of God, and they won't have to worry about a sexual identity because they will be fed with angels' food as, as we were out in the wilderness, and they will not have to worry about being given in marriage nor marrying because we will be the angels of the Lord of heaven and his kingdom. Right on. Right on. Right on. <laughs> not much I can follow that up with. So, all right, brother. Thank you, guys, man. Hey, I, I love man each and every one of y'all on InfoWars, yeah. man. God bless y'all, man. Thanks for giving us a call, Lane. Appreciate it. We'll be going out to your calls on the other side, guys. I've got to tell you before we go to break about an exciting new development: the InfoWarsStore.com. Many of you have been waiting for some of these awesome filtration items. Water filtration, air filtration, and storable food are now back in stock. 
at the InfoWarsStore.com. You can finally breathe that clean air. You can finally get that glyphosate-free water. And uh, you can ensure your future with storable food at InfoWarsStore.com. Go now. Get it while it's in stock. Get it before you need it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new toothpaste that my dad, a retired dentist and oral surgeon, developed. Dr. Jones Naturals Tumor Toothpaste that just came into stock. And I got to tell you, I got samples of this months ago, and it is amazing. The way it makes your gums feel, what it does to your mouth is insane. We know turmeric is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and does such great things for the body. Then you add that with tea tree oil and a bunch of other essential oils, it is just dynamite. It is so good to detox and attack inflammation in your mouth. I want to challenge everybody to try the new toothpaste at InfoWarsStore.com, Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste. And while you're at it, check out the new Ashwagandha line of products. We have Ashwagandha with black pepper extract for your libido, your testosterone in pill form, and we have the pure Ashwagandha root gummies as well, now available at InfoWarsStore.com. They're amazing products, and they fund the InfoWar. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. <laughs> 